Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you. This evening's Dharma talk is kleshas. In other words, the kleshas, passion, aggression, ignorance, open fear, and all the other scattered definitions of confusion may increase. The kleshas may increase. When I say may increase, they probably won't increase, but they may appear to increase because you've been covering them up. And now that you're practicing meditation and endeavoring to study the teachings of the Buddha's Dharma, the cover-ups aren't working quite so well. You're able to, someone who's really opinionated and you could even use the intense word bigoted, self-centered, are probably not suffering too much because they're pretty good at covering it all up with blaming others, even blaming themselves to some extent. Anytime you, uh, as it says in Atisha, seven points of mind training, shift the ox's load to the cow. Kind of an interesting way of saying it. So this is what's happening, and you want to take this that you need to receive. If it shows up in your mind, it is yours, not yours as a as personhood, but this complex of nerve endings, that is yours. You start to fight with that, and you will go in circles until you come right back again, born again, right back into maybe not the same situation, but dealing with the same stuff you shoved out of the way and blamed somebody else for. Don't believe a word I say. You don't have to believe any of this. I'm probably wrong. Everything is wrong, relatively. But I'm looking at something that I am encouraged to tell you about. If you gather here in front of me, I'm going to talk about this the way it looks over here, having studied this for quite a long time. Both this direction studying and this direction studying, a little of each. Eventually, they don't look different, nor do they look the same. So you may find as you're practicing and wondering why you're not feeling better, feeling more blissful, feeling more relaxed, feeling more calm, feeling more calmly abiding, or one of the other fancy terms that show up that I've looked at also myself over many years. Different ways of teaching this. If you're sitting in front of me, you're ready to hear it taught this way. If you want to hear it taught another way, there are lots of options out there. And you hear me say over and over again, go find them, check them out, do whatever you want to do. I have no proof. I don't need proof. If you have proof for something, then it's a mundane path of success and failure, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, life and death. This is a spiritual path. This I see it, and there's nowhere to go. There is nowhere to go. There isn't anything but this. It just looks like it, and it can be scary. It can it can trigger the clashes. It can it can it can trigger passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, fear. Jealousy and avarice can trigger all of these crazy emotions. What do you do with those? You observe them, you watch them, you look at them. If you leave what arises in your mind stream, thoughts, ideas, emotions, whatever it is, call it jealousy, call it pride, call it, call it, call it, call it, whatever you want to call it. Anger. Irritation, resentment. If you leave that for what caused it, nothing wrong with that. Relatively, it's probably correct. Probably someone did say something, do something to you that triggered you, that made you upset. Been there? No. So have I. That's all I'm, uh, that is why I can talk about it. Because I've had my nose rubbed in the gravel many, many times in the last long number of years. It's difficult to do, but you can do it. You can do it. You can do this. You can do it. You just have to train yourself. And how do you do that? You look 
you look at the way you go inside and you look at the way you object to things and agree with things. And you look at the way you agree with your objections and then you object to your agreements. It's that screwy. We actually go, the more we can shift and adjust and do this kind of a mudra, hmm, what that is about. I can tell you what it's about. Except it won't make that noise. You don't get that big of a warning. It looks like a straight line. I'm going right to what is true. I see what's true. And it's all over politics. It's all over the world. Everybody's blaming somebody for something. If you blame anybody for anything, even if they actually killed you or whipped you or abused you, I'm not saying you shouldn't do something about that. Of course, if someone is abusing you, get help. And I'm not sure what direction you would go these days. You might not get the help you're looking for. You might get just somebody punishing that person, which is not helpful. There are all kinds of, the prisons are full of people that got wound up in some kind of a karma. It doesn't mean that they aren't guilty in some way, but if you look deeply into their situation, quite often it's just confusion and fear that gets people in terrible situations where, and what does our society do? Put them in a box and lock them up. I've met plenty of them. We all have. Maybe just before they went in, or maybe just after they got out. No one's fundamentally to blame for anything. If you think that's true and you disagree with me, continue. You have probably have a lot more life to live than I do. Go ahead and live with that attitude. See how that works for you. Maybe that'll work. Maybe I'm totally incorrect about this. Maybe I've I've just bitten off more than I can chew. Perhaps. But I don't have any proof. proof, And I'm not about to cheapen this spiritual path by proving anything to you. Or guaranteeing anything. One of the first things I heard from Trungpa, there are no guarantees. It's kind of refreshing to hear that 50 years ago. Someone's not trying to control you. So the the clashes or the difficulties may get stronger. You're working on it, you're meditating, and then you realize that you're more angry. You're more upset or you're, you're having more difficulty with depression. That is a word that names something that you don't know what it is. So what do you do? You cover up, instead of investigating it, you cover it up with your conclusion, your idea, your opinion. This works. Let's call this depression. Let's call this schizophrenia or this psychosis. That is not helpful. It may be helpful on the mundane path of trying to figure out a way to what kind of drug to give someone to cover that up further. Or possibly there might be some way to alleviate that. I'm not against that. I'm saying that isn't true. A Budweiser will alleviate a lot. If you don't over, what is that, over, over abuse it? Yeah, if you don't over abuse it, just abuse it slightly. Just, just a six pack every Friday. That's not. So it covers it up. As will, as will all kinds of other things. And I'm not against that. I would like to, I'm having some, some pain in my life, I would like to find a way to cover that up for a while so that I could sleep. Am I going to do that? Yes. If it comes along, I'll use that. So I'm not against that. I'm not against you using whatever helps you, whatever may help you. I don't know what it's like to be you. I barely know what it's like to be me. So I would say use what, but what I say on top of that is train your mind. Don't live another day without, get your butt to the wall, get your sit down on a cushion or sit down on a chair, lean back in a chair if you need to, depending on your body situation, and see who you are. Find out. Don't get your identity from anybody, including me. Find out who you are so you know. I don't have any doubts about anything, nor do I know anything. I don't need to know anything because I'm looking at it. Every time I look in any one of your eyes, all I have to do is sit and look at you for 30 seconds. All I have to do is touch your shoulder. All I have to do is hear the tone of your voice. All I have to do is watch the way you walk across the room. 
Does this make me some kind of a adept or magician or something? No, it makes me extremely ordinary. I don't need much. I don't really need anything. But if something shows up, whether it's in my mind stream or whether it's in my life stream, I see that they're not two different things. The mind stream and the stream out here and walking down the hallway or uh, outside the monastery complex or next to the temple, just gravel crunching. Someone walks along. Just receive that. Don't add on who it is just because you know who it might be. Let it, let it be what it is, just an open dimension of sound, an open dimension of touch, an open dimension of thoughts. Hardly any thoughts there. There's so much space around the thoughts. So things could get worse. I often say that. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get better. It gets worse because it's absolutely devastating to the ego mind. The one who, that, that consciousness that wants results, that wants to win, that wants, uh, it wants an enlightenment based on your standard, your idea of what enlightenment is. There's no way you can know what enlightenment, what enlightenment actually is. Even if you realize enlightenment, you realize your true nature, you'll be speechless. You won't be able to put this into words. It just doesn't work. Even though some people are extremely good at talking about it. Melarepa, for one. 100,000 songs of Malarepa. I think there was only about 20,000. They always exaggerate things. Or uh, Longchenpa, who was able to turn words in such a way, even when they end up in a translation later on, they still hold together as some kind of amazing consciousness that sprouts a finger and points at what this is. Not separate, not separate. Not separate. <coughs> the separation is extremely seductive because everyone looks different everyone sounds different everyone walks different some people stay alive for a while some people die away some people grasp some people reject some 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 we all all do a little bit of that ourselves over and over again looking for what results something else second noble truth the first noble truth of course is life sucks the second noble truth is this is why it sucks we have all these nerve endings and mostly they are being abraded rather than tickled. So it seems to be necessary from this perspective here to let you know, warn you a little bit, that when you are sitting, this can, can, can uh, turn into a more and more difficult area of your consciousness. If you think things are happening outside of you, I'm starting to chuckle here because I know how that looks over here. There is no outside. There's no inside. It's not separate. It's also not the same. Many teachers down through the centuries have tried to point this out after the Buddha. Teachers before the Buddha were pointing at this. This has been around for a long time. I'd like some really good questions. Don't hold back. But does there need to be some evaluation about which, which direction the glaciers are trending? You can't help but evaluate. Have you ever tried to stop evaluating? Yeah, then what happens? You evaluate. Who evaluates? Rather than, rather than try to stop the evaluation or promote the evaluation, uh, which is the direction I think you're asking about, just watch the evaluation. And as you, when you get a really good, clear view of the evaluation, See who evaluates. Is there an evaluator? Is there someone there? There isn't anyone. If you find someone, you have work to do. And how do you, how do you know there's someone there? Because you have an opinion on the evaluation. You have the first evaluation, which might be very clear, even somewhat analytical or logical. You just look at it and you see it, but then you take it personal, not just you. I do it. That's how I know about it. Have I gotten rid of anything? No. Nothing has changed. And if it has, if something has changed, I, I don't know how to talk about that without lying. More? Jeez, am I, is the impulse to get rid of that difficulty just something to observe? Yes. Yes, don't, don't get rid of getting rid of. Been there? 
I got to stop trying to get rid of things. I just have to be genuine. Don't lecture yourself. It's it's worse than that. It's it's devastating to that aspect of the, the mind that is trying to live and direct and protect and advance. Not that things don't need protecting. Of course they do. We're talking about that kind of protection that is protecting a pack of lies, which is your description of yourself. Go ahead. Jesus, is it necessary to look directly at that difficulty? Yes. But that won't show up right away for a long time. It's you're looking at the layers, things that are stacked on top of that, which are preconceptions about it, analysis, conclusions about it, blaming some something else for what's showing up, not being able to be fully, completely, totally responsible for everything that arises in your mind stream instead of sh shifting that over to well, I wouldn't be feeling this way if it weren't for her or him or that person or this situation. Plenty of room for more questions if you have them. Does there need to be some activity to endeavor to see through those cover-ups? Yes, based law. You've been sitting, what, four years? You know what square root is? Have I said enough? How would you say what I'm about to say? Even Chogadawa knows this. And I don't think I've ever even told you that, have I? No, I haven't told you that. You want him to help you? Help him. <laughs> no? Gave a shrug, so apparently that's enough said. It just means it's a lot. Square root just means a lot. Yes. Do you said, Mike, do the cover-ups go away on their own when they need to? If you just look at whatever whatever shows up, if you watch the mind actually stop that or cover that up, if you just observe that and don't do nothing with it, then yes, it, it comes apart because it gets its nourishment or its energy from opposition or from agreement, peace treaties and from just out and out, not looking at it, like continuing to smoke cigarettes, but no, no idea at all what it's doing to your body, so to speak. Thomas from the UK asks, is it a good idea to remove I from my vocabulary? No. Not necessarily. Just be aware that you're using that. Personal pronoun. Nobody can use that but you. If they use it, it's about themselves. I or me. That's that's a that is a practice in some places. Even even in uh, Japan, they don't use the personal pronoun otashi very much, or otashi. That doesn't make them all enlightened. Just makes it means that they um, tend to put others before themselves at least show up that way. They don't actually do that. Not my experience when I've been there. More? Is there another way to look at our identity, to see it more clearly? A lot of sitting. A lot of sitting. A lot of chicken thousand. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Do a lot of it. Do it every day. Do long periods of it. Go into retreat. The, the, what you or I or any of us are dealing with it's not just this lifetime of the last 30 or 40 or 50 years or however, whatever length of time you've been incarnated this particular time. How important is it to see the eye when we're sitting on the cushion? I see this. So it gets, uh, it gets a little... Um, it's like, how important is it? We, we need to see that there is an identity that is built up and is, is supported by pushing, pulling, passion, aggression, and ignorance. So it's necessary to see that, but it takes time. We can't, seeing the eye isn't 
a conclusion you come, oh, I finally see my self-centeredness, or I finally see that after all this time. There will be no event. If there's an event, more work to do. There will be no experience. That's a hard one to understand because how can something be there if it can't be experienced? Well, it's experienced, but it's but there's no experiencer. So that makes it much more challenging because we keep looking for credentials. We want to feel better. We don't we don't want the the first noble truth of suffering. So but that's actually created by wanting something else and not really just uh, just don't separate yourself from anything. Anything that shows up, as I said a few months ago, has a ticket to ride. It has permission by dependent origination to actually show up in your mind stream, no matter what it is. That doesn't mean everything is faded. That's going in another direction. That's what the self-centered mind, the thinking mind, the ego mind try, tends to go to is, well, everything's in, is already faded. It's already planned out. You can't do anything about it. No, it's worse than that. If it were just that, then you just not eat. See if that, try to go without eating for a while and see what happens. You can actually die or at least come close to it. This is part of the illusion of separation, the illusion that there is something else. That's what causes us to even ask a question like, well, was everything faded then? Uh, well, so is there free will? It's like, you know, this is, we're not uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, or we're not uh, Schopenhauer, and we're not, uh, um, who's that other guy I'm always quoting all the time? What's his name? Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. Somebody said it. Who said that? Yep. It's Kierkegaard, except when it's uh, Max Planck. And that's, we're in a different area altogether then. Then I would have to consult with Chisho. <laughs> you can take this and go any direction with it. And if you have a, if you are gifted with a really powerful intellect, say you are able, able to think more analytically or logically than anybody and do it quicker and do it with no matter what comes your way, you can twist it this way or that way and make uh, the other person what lose or be lost in the smoke, smoke green of your logic. Um, it's going to look like the truth. But yet you'll notice that philosophers don't agree with each other necessarily, maybe a little bit, nor do Dharma teachers. Everyone teaches this differently. I don't teach like either one of mine. Go ahead. Jesus, how does confusion cover up the identity? Well, just simply put, if you can keep something spinning around, then you don't have to look uh, at that there isn't anything there. So the, the illusion that there is still somebody there, there's got to be somebody spinning. Spinning can't just happen by itself, can it? Doesn't there need to be somebody or a body-mind complex called Juzan or your given name, uh, Andrew? Andrew? No. Somebody's spinning there. More? How can we see the identity with the spinning? Just look at the spinning. Just watch the spinning. Don't fix it. Don't slow it down. Don't try to become calm. Don't necessarily try to become dizzy, but just watch the spinning. Do it as much as you can. Don't add, subtract, divide, do nothing with it, but just watch that. And then what needs to happen will occur because you won't be fooling with it, meddling with it, trying to interfere with dependent origination as if you were somebody that needed to have things to be different. First noble truth, second noble truth. Life of suffering causes we want something else. Whatever's showing up, we don't want that. So it creates tension, suffering. That can come to an end by awareness practice. Jesus, my, through watching the confusion, do we eventually see the identity? The way I would say that, if, I can under, if I'm understanding what you're asking, you would see that the identity is 
uh, a hoax. It's just unreal. It's just a fabrication. It's just more dependent origination that arises as somebody. You follow me, don't you? You have to saw off my hand and take it a long ways away for me to even demonstrate anything. I can't tell you what I'm looking at, and it's not a bragging point. Oh, I, I see the universe and we're all one. No, it's worse than that. It's devastating. There is no we are all one. That's, that's just uh, bullshit. What's that other word for cow dung? Chisho, what is that? That's much more polite. If you say something in Sanskrit, it's much more polite. Question? Monica. Can passion, aggression, and ignorance arise without a self? Yes. They continue to come and go because it's dependently arisen. So just because you realize that there's no self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, you realize that that does come, doesn't come together and make a being who's going somewhere. Like, uh, are they still clashes? No. Just, they just don't have an owner. And they're still, and they're born. No, but there's no, there's no boundaries anymore. The clashes arise just like uh, you can't, can't meditate in so long that you no longer have any ears. Why do we call them kleshas? I felt like it. They're just obscurations or confusions or you could call them the three poisons. It's just less words. When I put the title in there, I could say three poisons, but that would be two more words in there. Does confusion arise for you? Yes. Of course it does. Can you still see? So you can, I see the confusion arise. What's different about it? I'm not deluded by the confusion. It's not, it's not a problem to be confused. How can you be confused if you constantly see? You said, ask me if confusion arose for me. And I'm saying, insofar as there's a me, I have to go with that. There's somebody talking here, and this happens to be Sokotan. But there's no solid, there's no identity here. It's not a bragging point. It's true of everybody. Realize it. You have to realize it. You can't just think conceptually or intellectually. There's all kinds of wonderful things that are written about this. The one that I recommend, of course, there's several of them, but just read uh, Dogen's Shobogenzo. He talks out of both sides of his mouth for, but how old did he live to be? 57, I think. Long time. Or not very long. Or uh, Vasubandhu. Also another another person who was able to teach in such a way that he really didn't come to any conclusion about anything, unless he did. I think one of those verses comes to a conclusion. Unless those things stop, there will not be any fun. Something like that. I'm, that's my translation. I don't have the, uh, the other translations in my Tip of my tongue. Do you remember that one? Eric? Do you remember that one where, unless this happens, then this won't cease? Remember that one? What is it? Sounds like, <clears throat> sounds like 28. Yeah, 28. That's a good one. So, verse 28 out of 30 says, unless the, you say it, stops, the twofold. Not that one? That's 26, right? How do you know which one I like? I like 27. But I like 28, too. Can you recite 28? I hate to go to Chisho, because he'll say it in Sanskrit. You want me to not say it in Sanskrit? No, I want you to say it in Sanskrit. Okay, I'll, I'll, that's okay. Not everybody is perfect. Back part of it is what? Is what? Graya. Graya. Grasping? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh -huh. 
The twofold grasping will not cease. Yeah, yeah what's the grasping? Something grasping? As long as you see something. As long as you think there's something there, the twofold, yeah. So we're kind of re retranslating it. Yeah, good one. Shisho. Will not, will not, the, the twofold grasping will not cease? No, no, no. This was the, uh, uh, this was the uh, verse that uh, Eric started off. He wrote, he said the first line, I said the second line, yeah. Okay, can you say it in English then? Uh, I know you speak English. <laughs> I don't know. As long as... Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you say in English? I can tell you what it means to me. I can't translate it verbatim. That's what I was doing, telling you what I meant. <laughs> trying to, but then I got the verses mixed up. So tell, say what it means. I think it's important for everybody to hear. As long as you see. When we study the Stiramanti and the Anagar, translate opposite. Okay. One says, until you stop seeing things, you won't stop grasping. The other one says, once you stop grasping, then you'll stop seeing things. Yeah. But the way we arrived at it was that first you stop seeing things, and then the grasping stops. The way I say it, when you really have to say, and I'm not going to translate that, but I'm saying, if you can see that everything you see uh, is a, an illusion, then you won't be deluded by it. And that is wonderful because then you can meet everyone where they're at. You can meet meet them in their heartbreak. You can meet them in their misery. You can meet them in their joy. So that's it. You believe what they're going through, but you don't deny it. You you meet them in their shit. If you can't meet people in their shit, it is unlikely that you are going to be able to teach them. But if you meet people in their shit, sometimes they don't want that kind of teacher. They don't want a teacher who looks at you and tells you, what you thought you were asking for. So that's why I only have 52 students, or maybe it's 38. Who counted last? How many students I have? Yes. Since you bowing. Thank you. Yes. You said earlier that you still take things personally. Yes. And that confusion still shows up. It does. When when something like that is showing up, confusion or um, or hurt yes. feelings, um, is that habit for you? Somewhat. Somewhat habit, like yeah, it's, it's habitual. But the habitual grasping at it and trying to wring its throat, or the habitual grasping at it and saying, finally, I got, I finally figured it out. I finally know what to do next. I finally know who I am. That, that does not occur. And if it does occur, then I have a good time with it. The way Trungpa Rinpoche talked about that was to say, have a sense of humor. Give an inch. Let things be what they are. He didn't even say that. He just that not make a joke out of everything, but see that there's an incredible amount of spaciousness around everything. People are suffering intensely all over the place. Start out with your own suffering. Stop trying to get rid of it. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't ignore it. Those are the three. If you do that, and you have no position. And if you have no position, then there's no one who is missing the position. There's no one who needs a position. There's no demand for anything to change. There's not even a demand to continue living. That's quite an astonishing statement if you think about it. Doesn't everybody want to live? Of course, it's just that there's no demand. It's the demand that gets us into warfare. Is demand the same as fear? Pardon me? Is demand the same as fear? Could show up that way. If you're afraid and you demand to have protection, I'm not sure where you're going with it, where those two words are coming together for you, but perhaps. When you mentioned 
there's there's no demand. Right? No, no demand. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're, what you're saying. Yeah, no fear. No fear. No demand. Nothing. You don't need anything. The, the grasping at self, the grasping at other, gone. And if they do show up, you see that it's uh, because situationally they can still show up. That's why you can't accomplish meditation because if you do, you, it's a dependent origination is a it's a scary deal. It's going to come after you and it will trip you up. It has to be liberation. You have to be liberated so that so that you're. You can't be tripped up by anything because you don't have a reference point. You can only trip something if it actually has feet and is running. Nothing is happening. As His Holiness the 16th Karmapa said uh, when he was passing away in 1981, nothing happens. What a profound uh, direct pointing at the nature of reality by this uh, uh, amazing Buddhist sage. Greg Bowen. Yes, Greg, go ahead. Um, before you said, don't get rid of getting rid of. When I'm facing the wall and going through difficult emotions, they're very often accompanied by what the events that triggered them. How do I get rid of the events and Cut to the chase. Uh, you don't need to cut to any chase. Just look at the events. You don't have to get rid of anything. If there's a per if personhood is in power, in terms of pride, or shame, or some kind of illusion of the middle way, then you might need something else. You need something to happen, something to go away. But you don't. You don't need it. Don't believe me, but you could consider what I'm saying. Just train your mind. Just watch what moves. Watch what moves. And then when you come in again the next day, just sit down. Watch what moves until nothing happens. Do it from now Great on. Uh, how long do you think that might take? A, a lifetime or two? You could. But you won't care. You won't care how long it takes. If you see what this is, you don't care how long it takes. The past and future have uh, been obliterated. Uh, not obliterated, they just never existed. They've always been an illusion that we were deluded by, but now we see that it's an illusion. I mean, I still look at my illusion quite often. Where's my illusion at? Here it is. Illusion tracker. <laughs> we all use them all day long. You know? What time is it? What time does that happen? It, it, it's, it's such an abstraction, the whole idea of time and 10 minutes after eight, that it, it's kind of obvious it's unreal. Uh, and just like... Uh, before I came in here, I laid down a little bit in the uh, cot and took about a 10 minute, 15 minute nap because I was uh, having some difficulty. And uh, with my um, physical discomfort. So uh, when I, when I uh, was uh, awakened, uh, I, I felt like no time at all had gone by. I felt like a couple of minutes, but it was 10, 15 minutes. So it's unreal. We all have this time being really, that went fast or that went really slow. I remember study hall in high school was always quite slow. Thank you, Bowen. I agree. <laughs> all right. Yes, it's about the awareness of, of, of the movement, not necessarily what moves. So it's the awareness. So we're actually making a transition. I'll be very blunt. You are, if you're practicing what I'm teaching, you are making a transition over, over from grasping at things that are rising in, in the awareness to the awareness itself, which doesn't care what happens. It's not dismissive, but you've actually, you've, you've realized your true nature. You've, you've, you have, with, just by watching the grasping, by watching the rejecting, or watching the shutting down, you've liberated yourself. You can't even get credit for it because there's no one left to get credit. And you could say, well, the self has been obliterated. No, there never was one. It was always an illusion. And now you are not deluded by it anymore. And you, whatever life you have left, if you have any, you continue to live and do whatever comes up next or not.
Thomas from the UK asks, is there a place for inquiry in sitting practice? If so, what am I scrutinizing? So I don't teach inquiry. I'm not saying you can't, and there are some teachers that do this differently. But I say whole, the only thing you need to really do is hold still without being rigid. And so there's a little bit of a middle way there. You hold still, sit symmetrical. All the senses are open. The attitude is basically just hang out there. Look what happens. Watch what happens in any of the sense seals, including the mind. And don't necessarily scrutinize anything. But if something comes up that is somehow magnetizes you and you you're your head kind of tips to one side and you're starting to look at something you have maybe hadn't seen in a few years it's coming back maybe it's time to look at that situational the only instruction i give is watch what moves i don't tell you what to move or what to watch rather maybe nothing will move maybe maybe you're a daydream maybe a memory of something that happened when you were very young it's very likely that memories will start to appear that you've been shutting out Sometimes those memories have contents. Sometimes it just sucks and you have no story about it. That, that, all that means is you're closer to the actual root of the situation, the root of uh, passion, aggression, ignorance, anger, pride, envy, etc. If it has a story, then just keep looking at the story. Don't believe it, don't disbelieve it, don't ignore it. And eventually you'll see uh, what that story is. You'll see where that the energy of that story is coming from. Or not. Yes. So if it just sucks without a story, is what do you look at? Just just the feeling or the thoughts. Someone not too long ago was having really intense emotions. I was talking to really intense, you could just look at them and you could see it. So what's up or what's going on? Just uh, how bad? And they gave me an idea how bad it was. I said, any story? And they said, no. I said, I don't know what I said, probably. Just don't do anything with it. Just look at it. But don't convert it into why. The why part is it goes into circles, and this is what creates our structure, our society, and our laws. Who did it? It's, it's not that somebody out there uh, in the world, so to speak, isn't doing things that are mean, evil, abusive, and of course they are. We need to remove them. But quite often, like, it's so complicated because our laws uh, are so, I don't know, just complicated. So it's difficult for us to do anything directly with that. So because you have to go through to make sure they're really to blame and it's just so much when really there isn't anyone to blame everyone needs help the worst criminal there is needs some help we should help that person not put them in a box or electrocute them or give them injections or any of that or let them back into society because uh uh was a one it was a hung jury it's just it's it's, it's like legalized insanity and it's a wonder attorneys don't go nuts. I mean, I think most of them are two attorneys, of course, Sanho and Andy, neither one of them are nuts. I very much am. <laughs> okay. Well, that's we have an honest attorney. That's unusual. <laughs> I don't know where Andy is at. Andy's, is he visiting his something or other? Anybody know where Andy's at? Andy, are you on here somewhere? Yeah, I, Andy Bowing, I'm here, and, and I can affirm I'm, I'm nuts, too. So Okay, good. So I was just trying to see if I couldn't pin you down. So I'm glad you're here. That's what's important here. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm crazy, too, or I couldn't even do this. Is there a, a final question or two? We'll take a couple if there is some, or not. Navid Bowing. Um, what happens to a liberated person after he dies or she dies? Bowing. It would be hard to uh, predict exactly what is happening in that area. Um, there, there's no, the, the causes and conditions that arise as just your lifetime or mine are so complicated. 
that it's uh, kind of amazing there could be something as definite as this particular form or that particular form, but it does happen in, in the relative uh, realm of this very slow motion uh, version of absolute. So it's it looks like things are occurring. So uh, you, know, you can speculate on it. There are plenty of people who do speculate. Some people speculate in such a way that they just say that they know and everybody else is wrong except what they know. So I really can't go that far, um, but I think you could find out yourself if you want to know that. I don't have a question about it. That's not a concern of mine. I don't. I don't care what happens to whatever this is because it's not a person. So therefore, it's going to do whatever it needs to do. I'm ready. If there is some kind of a, you know, I have a lifetime in the 13th century where I, <clears throat> where I was a, a terrible murderer. Uh, then maybe my next lifetime will uh, time to get punished for that. <laughs> I'm being a little bit silly, but it's it's an odd shape of things the way karma works. Find out who you are, so you have no doubt about it. So that when you do, when your body mind goes back into the elements, uh, you'll be fearless. Find out. That doesn't mean you won't be afraid. It just means that you won't care if you're afraid because there's no one who's afraid. There's just fear. And that, that can pretty much, uh, uh, is going to find a motel somewhere. Probably the Bates Motel. Remember that one? No. A few of you elderly folks. <laughs> Anybody over 40? <clears throat> the Bates Motel. Kenzan, you have a question? No, Bob, I was just doing the iconic shower thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Very scary movie. Final question? Yes. On Dubai, you say find out who you are. I do. What are we uh, looking at initially, and what do we eventually see, Bowing? Initially, you're going to see your personhood, your description of yourself, who you think you are, your emotions, your thought patterns, your, you know, opinions, ideas. Those are going to show up for probably for quite a while, probably right on the cushion, if not across the kitchen table. And it's just, it can get very, very difficult uh, of trying to, trying to get rid of the negative feelings that you or I or anyone may be having. And one of the ways is to blame someone else. Very, it can be extremely, it can be excruciating. Uh, and even it's just a domestic thing between you and your spouse, it can be horrible. Just because we, especially if we want to be sincere, we want to be genuine, we want to be honest, but it just, it's just not working that way. It just, it, it just seems to get worse and worse. So the idea with the spiritual path is to see fundamentally who you are. So there's no doubt that doesn't mean those kind of things won't come and go and come and go, but they won't, you're not going to leave much of a mark on your consciousness because just like no matter what happens in the sky, it doesn't leave a mark on the sky. Birds fly through and poop and thunderstorms come, lightning comes, nothing lasts. Everything that shows up is going away. The sky isn't going anywhere. Unless it, it might, I guess it could go somewhere, but probably won't. Yes. You said earlier that you still personalize things sometimes? Personalize, yes. What is personalizing something if there's no self? Thinking somebody pissed me off. You ever pissed me off? Not recently, though. I'm <laughs> <laughs> overdue. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that, it still has access to you. This is what people make a mistake thinking they have to stop having negative feelings. If there's no, if you see that there's no one here, then your karma has a, it, it just comes in with, with all kinds of force and looking for somebody that can be responsible for all of that stuff that you did in the 13th century or last week. But since there's no one there, then anger may arise, but it can't, there's no one who's anger, angry. So it just it might last 10 minutes, but unlikely to go much further than that. Could last 15 or 20 minutes. But you just observe it. 
I can say more, but I need a, more of a question. We do this together. Spit it's it not, out. It's not coming up. I don't. What are you smiling about then? Because I have a question there. I just don't know what it is. Who can help her with that? Anybody? Anybody help Mozuku? You can help her? Oh. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Yoko, plowing. Um, what shores up the anger? So you're not going to help her? <laughs> I don't know. What shores up the anger? Yes. Uh, just additional thoughts and judgments. The anger is there, and then we think about, well, they did that. Well, they said that. Well, they shouldn't have said that. Well, why? I don't deserve that. That shouldn't have happened to me. But this is the me, me, me. That did not happen to a person. That was just, that's just energy that arises without a self without an other it's energy as long as there's living uh, as there are living beings and there's trees and flowers and dogs and cats and sunshine then we're going to have relative things coming and going the way things are going if we don't take better care of this ball of dirt we live on uh it's gonna gonna come to an end because it's just it's just uh it's just science it's just uh it's, it's an area of consciousness that is, has a very low vibration. Therefore, uh, even a piece of granite is coming apart eventually. Uh, incense smoke, there's none up there now, but incense smoke is phenomena, but it has a very, very thin uh, uh, structure to it. So therefore, it doesn't last long in space, whereas a granite lasts probably a million years. I don't know. I'm not a geologist. Go ahead. If an energy like anger comes up for you, do you have to have an, and it lasts for 10, 15 minutes? Do you have an intention not to express it or not to have that or anything like that? No, I'm just pissed off, pretty much. When I say I, but there's no, there's no solid being there, so there's no one who has an axe to grind with anything. But uh, since I function as a teacher, I use that. I've used it on you, haven't I? Looks like it. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if I've ever barked at you? You barked at me, yes. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. Does that mean that I think you're wrong or hate you or I'm trying to scold you or treat you like a child? I don't think so. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes. What is it? Uh, looking at the particularities of this body-mind complex that helps us see that we're not solid, a solid separate being. Um, You're asking about meditation practice? Just practice. All, all the way around. Just seeing that it's inconsistent. Nothing is... Just take the, the three marks of existence. Nothing lasts. Everything is Everything that shows up as anything is coming apart. And everything is in a state of distress. You have to look at it because otherwise you'll go into the, the philosophy or some kind of structural psychology that says that someone who looks at the negativity is somehow um, pessimistic or something. But it's difficult. Nerve endings in, in, in all the sense fields are not all that comfortable most of the time. And when they are comfortable, then you have the pain of alternation, which means then we're worried that it's the pleasure we're experiencing is going to go away. We're doing really well, really like this relationship, or we like this bowl of ice cream, but it's not going to last. It's going, it's going to end. And so we start to suffer right in the middle of the pleasure. So that further part of the question was what? How does looking at this apparent solidity help us see that we are not a solid being? Just that you can't, even the self of uh, Ondo or Sogazan, we see that that's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hold forth as someone. You have to see it, because otherwise you'll keep shoring it up as I'm the kind of person that says this or does that, or I don't like this, I like that. If you, if you come to a point where you have transcended your personal self and have transcended the apparent otherness of things, then you have no position. And the ego mind, whatever is left of it there, um, it's, it, it, it can't function because it, it functions on 
on problems and issues and structures and right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, life and death. It it struck it functions on the polarities. When you see there are no polarities, then you your the consciousness is liberated, and it's not even there's the only thing that holds it in place to even run some vocal cords uh, is a, 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 there's a still a body here. But this is a like Twinkle Rinpoche once said to his students, uh, listening to me is like listening to a dead man. Well, I wouldn't I don't know if I could say that. Maybe, but it's like it's like listening to a per- person who's not not real. It's not who's not who doesn't is not concerned about what happens next. More. Go ahead, Sano. You said if you see what this is, then you won't have any positions. You appear to have positions. Can you say more about that? Well, give me one of the positions I have. You appear to believe that democracy is good and fascists are bad. Oh, no, no. That's that's a misunderstanding. Okay. We need to have a really good, we need to have a really good long 10, 20 minute discussion about this. Let's do it. Okay. Set up a time. And bring your positions on that too, will you? I'm anxious to look at it. Me, of course. <laughs> I seem to think that. You know. And so that's like, could that you could that be likened to saying that you seem to think that tapioca pudding is good, but chocolate pie is bad? Like that? Is that what it sounds like? Well, that's just facially incorrect. Spatially? Facially, on its face. This is wrong. Well, I, I knew that, but I didn't need you to tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your question? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's about to change the. I'm going to have you come up here and sit. <laughs> you could you could teach this uh, Dharma Dharma talk. Is there a final question before we uh, retire to the eighth layer? Jisho, you have a question. Jisho, I mean, perhaps. Uh, Along the lines of what Mozuko was probably asking, if you are constantly observing, just receiving, how does the energy, which is just anger, develop into anger as a nomenclature of anger? I'm so excited to respond to that. And I don't get excited much. Okay, that if you're just receiving, the receiving is a path, there's ground path and fruition. There's a ground which is suffering, then you stumble into the Buddha's Dharma. And then the path is to receive, receive, observe, receive, receive. But once you've, once you are, what well, use the fancy word, once you're liberated, there's no one left to receive anything. So you could be doing anything. You could be, you could be uh, rolling down the hill without a sled. You could be doing anything. Anything can show up. You're completely vulnerable to everything that continues to operate as a, an apparent separate situation that is an illusion we are deluded by. The, the one who sees what this is is not deluded, nor are they uh, have do they have some kind of artificial clarity about everything. The clarity is still about delusion. But that doesn't mean the delusion's gone. But there's no self there. There's no separate being. There's just the tumbling rocks coming down, the landslide of the mountain, the landslide of what um, democracy and fascism. If you want to use those kind of polarities, those are polar opposites in a sense. But they're coming out of dependent origination. So they're the whole idea of um, democratizing everything. Uh, uh, I think uh, Trungpa Rinpoche once said, uh, someone asked him, what would be a, excuse me, what would be a, um, I don't know if I can remember how this, uh, uh, you might be able to remember what the question was put to, to uh, Trungpa was something about what would be a good uh, way of governing people. And I think he, he said to have a benevolent dictator. He said it had to be some kind of, and of course you knew he was in favor of kings and queens and all that stuff. So uh, I don't know how you would guarantee there would, there would be a benevolent one because quite often that gets turned on its head, at least with Henry VIII it did. <laughs> I don't know about other kings. But. So, if you if you see if you if you if you see and there's no there's no solid self no solid other then you're just part of the whole the whole display you you may be a, a big fancy part of it and you may be very subdued in the shadows and you may you may uh slide down the hill in the middle of the night backwards hit a tree knock a tree over 
anything can occur. There are no guarantees of anything. I'm kind of astonished that I'm sitting in front of a group of people talking about something that I know nothing about. Plenty of room for questions there. That which walks in this room doesn't know. If I know, then I'm just another philosopher. I'm just another person teaching relative stuff, functioning out of knowledge. It's, uh, it's beyond knowledge. That doesn't mean we've abandoned the knowledge. The knowledge is still there if you need it, and you may need it. Lots of different kinds of teachers. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help.